When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Real Vision's Twitter Spaces Democratizing Financial Intelligence. We're in for a very special conversation today. I'm going to be joined by two Real Vision co-founders, Rao Pal and Damian Horner. Uh, looks like Rao's already in the room. Hello, Rao. Hey, Ash. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm doing great. Good. We've managed to escape a hurricane here, so I'm doing great. Yeah, Unfortunately, the people in Florida have got a bad couple of days to come, I think. Slightly terrifying. So has it officially moved beyond uh, the Cayman Islands? Now? Yeah. Are you out of the danger zone? Yeah, we were really lucky. It, it kind of glanced past us, so we didn't get too bad. We rough seas, but we didn't get that much rain in the end, not considering. But then it ripped through Cuba as a Category 3, and it's still strengthening. So it's kind of concerning. Yeah, there is a downside to living in paradise. Yes, very well said. I was talking to uh, one of our Real Vision employees, Joe, a couple of uh, hours ago, and I said, well, we'll talk tomorrow. And he said, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's right. I had to have a, uh, I had to cancel everything Monday, Tuesday, just in case we lost all the power and everything else, but we haven't, so I'm okay. Yeah, obviously a difficult time for folks who are in that path. Uh, I think Damien's going to be joining us fairly soon. Ralph, as we wait for Damien, would you like to get started and uh, tell us a little bit about... Um, I mean, this is obviously a big conversation uh, about things that are happening at Real Vision. Um, give us the 50,000-foot overview of where you are right now. Yeah. <clears throat> well, in terms of macro, what's happening at Real Vision? Which one do you want? Well, while we're waiting for Damien, how about we do a little bit on the macro side? Obviously, lots happening. Uh, we have a, an official bear market uh, on the Dow Jones Industrial Average, S&P 500, closing today at the lowest level in two years. A lot happening in financial markets, Ralph. There is a lot. I'm focused on a couple of things here. One is the dollar wrecking ball. I mean, the dollar is in this doom loop higher, which is kind of wrecking everything around it. But once you realize that if you look at the currencies that are really struggling, it's the world's biggest finished goods exporters. So it's Japan, China, Germany, Italy, France, South Korea, Taiwan. So what you're creating is a massively disinflationary wave, which is why the Fed are not very quick in offering out swap lines to alleviate the dollar shortage that's going on globally. Meanwhile, those central banks, to try and stop their currencies falling, may or may not have to sell treasury bonds, which pushes the yields up, which pushes the dollar up and creates this endless cycle. The dollar is now completely decoupled from, I'm uh, sorry, the bonds have now completely decoupled from inflation expectations. So break-even rates have been falling. I put this out on Twitter earlier and, and several times over the last few days. Um, and so they've decoupled from inflation. Growth expectations are collapsing as well. They've decoupled from growth and bonds are usually priced inflation plus growth. And usually that works well year on year versus the ISM survey and it's decoupled. So the ISM is heading its way to cross 50 and lower as we go into recession. And bond yields are pricing the ISM at about 65, which would be a super all-time boom. And again, it's not to do with inflation, 
because inflation exp expectations have fallen. Five years are down to 2.4% and one year uh, about 175 or so. So they're all coming down fast. So it, this is to do with liquidity in the bond market that's causing a real problem. We've got the same problem in the UK, which is even worse. Same problem in right. Europe. But really what's happening is quantitative tightening, reduction of liquidity from the system, and having capital restrictions on banks means that there's basically nobody to absorb these bonds. And so bond yields going higher all sounds like a financial market event until you see your mortgage statements. And, you know, 30-year fixed mortgages are now at 7%. This is an yeah. unprecedented rise in interest rates. Um, so what was already a rapidly slowing economy, this final leg up in bonds is the killer blow. And so, you know, we will see the economic data over the next few months utterly collapse. We will see the inflation narrative utterly collapse and we'll be left with the tatters. And the question the market's asking is, does that mean that equities need to go lower or crypto needs to go lower? And my viewpoint on that is, I don't know, but possibly not much lower. And the reason being is a lot is priced in. This is the most negative sentiment I've ever seen on any survey in the last 40 or 50 years in financial markets, whether it's AAII, institutional investor, whether it's market positioning, whether it's the, the BOA Merrill Lynch survey, these are terrifyingly negative sentiment. Um, so, and the market struggles to make a proper big new low. Now it could happen and we could get a 10% spike lower in the S&P, all possible. I'm not a buyer at these levels. Um, but, you know, I have been buying crypto um, recently and I managed to get the low in June and added significantly then and, and watching and waiting. So I think the markets are priced in a lot of the apocalypse. Everybody thinks, well, it needs to all go down on the next earnings leg. Meanwhile, the bond market is completely out of kilter with all other macro and every single other asset class at a rate that has never occurred in history before. And this is going to accelerate the issues that we face. But in the end, I'm still a believer that bond yields come down much sharper than people expect over time. And the Fed are forced to change their stance. So that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, you said, yeah I mean, Ralph, that's, uh, that's quite a lot, obviously. Uh, you mentioned the U word, unprecedented. You know, I was doing a little bit of a check on some markets while you were doing that. Looks like, uh, you know, DXY, uh, you know, 114 right now. Highest level, except for the you know two thousand dot com crisis and the Plaza Accords back in the eighties. I mean, there's just a lot happening. We could extend that and talk about the euro at ninety five uh, nine one right now. Uh, British pound, man, a dollar seven. You I mean, see, like this is what we've always said there. about Real Vision. It's why we started Real Vision. Is people don't realize how important macro is until it is. And yeah. these trends you can see on the horizon, like I'm telling people, we are going to see a growth collapse. We're going to see an inflation collapse. It's already baked in the data. And everyone's like, yeah, but what about now? I'm like, we know where this is going and what's happening. But macro moves slowly and it's quite visible going into the future. Now, it doesn't mean you always get your timing right. right. I mean, I screwed up the bond timing. I got that too early. But you, you know the direction of the trend and where it's going to go. And teaching people about this was the very essence of why Damien and I set up Real Vision in the first place, was to make sure people were aware 
of what's out there because these are unprecedented times in many respects. And you know, we've got the most indebted economies of all time. The US is the most indebted economy as a percentage of world GDP of any economy in all recorded history. We have this aging demographic that's creating problems. We've got a young, amazing, un, un, unindebted population in India, Middle East and elsewhere. We've got these huge geopolitical shifts changing. We've got this massive narrative of is inflation here to stay or not? We've got this energy crisis going on in Europe with somebody blowing up gas pipelines. I mean, Christ, it doesn't get more macro or more, more important than this. Yeah, extremely well said, well framed. And it also tees us up perfectly to have Damien Horner join the conversation. Damien, welcome. Hi. Hi, Ash. Nice, nice to join. <clears throat> I've literally raced back from a restaurant. I'm in England. It's, I don't know, 10, 10 o'clock at night here. I've raced back from a restaurant. So um, I've already I'll heard, Damien, I've already heard you. You're a few glasses of wine and a couple of whiskeys in. I absolutely am, and and the better for it. <laughs> you might be you might be interesting now. <laughs> um, so that's you know that's perfect. Raul and I were just geeking out a little bit on the uh, macro context, and in fact, just as you were joining, Raul was talking about some of the conversations that we're having on Real Vision right now. Obviously, about these unprecedented times that we're seeing in markets. Uh, in macro. And I wanted to bring you into the conversation, Damien, to talk a little bit about some of those changes that are happening at Real Vision right now that you've been so involved with. So, I mean, my kind of mantra at the moment is that the the next three months, and, you know, in reality, it'll probably be a bit, little bit longer than that, but the next three months will probably define what happens over the next three years. Now, Clearly, it's not as precise as that, but we are at a very special moment in time and it's, you know, these, these moments don't come along very often where, where you, in the moment itself, you can appreciate that we're in the middle of a sea change where the world order is about to be disrupted. And those are moments of great pain very often because often change brings pain. And clearly there's going to be suffering in, in some ways. And we're already seeing that with the um, fear and gloom about recession but it also brings great, great opportunity. And we're at a time where if you're an investor, if you are running a business, if you are worried about how you're going to pay your energy bills this, this winter, this is one of those times where you can't just dip in and out and randomly check out what's happening in the markets or in finance. You kind of need to get a little bit closer to it. It's one of those times where you need to lean in. You can't lean back. You need to right. lean in and get a sense of, okay, what's happening here? And, and for me, there are, there are kind of three levels at which we should be trying to understand what's going on. So the, the first level, the highest level is at a macro level, macro big picture, 30,000 feet up. How do all the pieces of the jigsaw fit together? What the hell is going on? And Someone like Raul is, is, you know, one of the world's greatest. Obviously, don't let him hear that. One of the world's greatest <laughs> at, at, at piecing together those bits of the jigsaw, the random elements and saying, look, this is what we think is happening. This is where we think it's going and why. So you need that big picture. You need a sense of where the world is going. But 
to really be able to act on it and understand it, you need a, a level below that, which is, okay, what are the building blocks? What are the drivers of that? And we at Real Vision think right now the, the biggest drivers are inflation. Clearly, everyone's obsessed with that right now and quite rightly. Energy, which has been completely disrupted over the last six months and will con continue to be so. Geopolitics, which is in greater flux now than probably it has been for, for many decades. And China, which, although relatively quiet right now, right now, is the kind of is the force that can sideswipe everything. So those hmm. four market drivers are effectively the building blocks of that big macro picture that we talked about. So you need to right. understand the big macro picture. But you also need to understand the drivers below it. And those four big drivers are probably the most important right now. And then below that, you need to understand, okay, I, I can see how I need to protect myself, but how can I take advantage of this situation? Where can I make money? So you also need to know, have a sense of actionable ideas trade ideas, ways in which I can play this, because it's not all doom and gloom. Yes, of course, we need to protect ourselves, but we can also take advantage. So what we're trying to do at Real Vision right now is reposition ourselves. We're calling the, the, the theme is make or break. And everybody tends to focus on the break. But obviously, there are make opportunities as well in this. So for the next three months, we're really leaning into this narrative and exploring the big macro picture, the four drivers, and then the actionable opportunities within it. And also what's amazing about Real Vision is the brain power that we can coalesce around this. You know, we kind of have unprecedented access to just the greatest thinkers in the space. You know, our network of people is amazing. Whether it's the Real Vision regulars like Jim Bianco, Darius Dale, Tony Greer, Tom Thornton, Dave Floyd, or whether it's some of the world's biggest hedge fund managers, big picture thinkers, they're all there helping us navigate this. And, you know, that's that's what's so amazing about Real Vision and why we set it up in the first place. Well, you know, in many ways, Rob, that really sets us up very clearly for the next point. We've talked about what's happening in the macro landscape. We've used words like unprecedented. We've talked about maker moments. We've talked about the pain that's coming. Damien broke down four killers, uh, some of the things that we've been thinking about at Real Vision. We're thinking about these markets uh, in terms of in terms of inflation, in terms of geopolitics, China. But it really is a good moment to talk a little bit about how we're responding to this moment. Obviously, you know, one of the things that we've been, I think, so strong at in the past is figuring out ways uh, when times change, we pivot with them. We're making some enhancements to the platform, changes to pricing to make it more inclusive doing everything that we can at this moment to make this a true moment for democratizing the information and the network, as you say, Raul, uh, of some of the smartest people on earth doing this. Guys, talk a little bit about what we're doing right now at Real Vision to respond to this unprecedented moment. Yeah, I'll kick off first with um, Damien, who is co-founder of We Live in the Same Village in Spain, has been focusing on how do we entirely retool our content for the current world we're in? where we produce the kind of content, the kind of answers, the kind of education that people really need in times like this. So Damon, do you want to talk about some of the changes you've made? Because they're massive changes and there's more to come, right? Yes, absolutely. So one of the, one of the kind of balancing acts that um, 
we've been trying to get right here is that this is a time where you need information. We can't act. We can't protect us, ourselves or, or, or invest differently without having information. So information is critical. And at, at a time like this, you probably need more information than ever. On the, someone's pouring themselves a whiskey. I can hear that in the background. Um, that was me pouring a glass of water, sadly. Not whiskey. Oh, very disappointing. <laughs> one, one of the downsides of the need for more information is that you can kind of be overwhelmed by it. That you can just be like, my God, it's a fire hose. I can't keep up. So we've worked really hard on curation. And my personal belief is that curation and navigation of what is going on right now is, is probably more important in some ways than the information itself. We're at a moment in time where everybody's trying to shout, everybody's trying to say something. Equally, the audience desperately need to know. They need to understand. So we're working really hard on helping our audience find the things that they want. So, And it's small touches. So, for example, we're, we're refocusing the, net, the, the, the design and the UX and the way you navigate around the platform and all at a tech level. But beyond that... One of the things we're doing with every single video on the platform now is a really simple introduction that basically says to you, this is why we're talking to this person. This is why we think it's important. This is what we want you to look for. So before the video has even begun, you can make a decision on whether this is right for you, whether this gives you what you're looking for, and therefore you can choose the bits of content that are going to be most important for you. Then at the end of every video, we're doing a, a kind of, we call it the takeaways. And it's a bit like if you go to a conference, you know, you can spend all day at a, at a, at a conference and we, we all do this. But actually, there's probably two or three things that you walk away with and you might say to your colleagues or your partner or your friends afterwards, God, I learned this at the conference the other day. Those, I call them the nuggets, the two or three things that are really kind of game changing or illuminating for you. And what we're doing now with every single video on the platform is saying, hey, what are the takeaways from this video? We, you know, we've talked for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is. What is it that you need to remember? You know, if there's one thing to take away, what is it? And what we're already finding is that this is helping people enormously in terms of cutting the wheat from the chaff, finding the bits of content that are most valuable to them. And it's hastening and accelerating the way in which they build their framework of understanding and therefore the way they invest and understand uh, what other people are saying about what's going on. And we haven't even touched yet on the Real Vision Academy, Damien, uh, talking about places where we try and sort of frame that mosaic in a broader context and democratize by bringing people into the content uh, in ways that meets them where they are right now in their learning journey. Yeah, I mean, this is really, I'm a passionate believer that when it comes to investing, there are two things that are going to, that actually going to make a difference. So news is kind of interesting, but it doesn't shift the dial and, and we can get news from anywhere. There are two things that really impact on the way I think about my portfolio or the way I'm going to manage my money. One is analysis, which is fine. I've heard the news, you know, that the pound has crashed. Okay, fine. But what does it mean? How do I play that? What am I supposed to do? What are the knock-on effects? So analysis is frankly more important than the news itself, which is, okay, that's happened, but what does it mean and what can I do about it? So we are doubling down on that 
side of things, helping people understand what's going on rather than just hearing what's going on. And there's a crucial difference between the two because analysis helps me make decisions. News, frankly, at the moment just scares me. Analysis helps me make a decision. The second big tier is education, which is I'm not going to invest in something I don't understand. And we're all the same. We're never going to put money into stuff, into stuff that we actually don't understand. And so education is a very important part of the, of the investment matrix. Education is what helps me. I'm not going to invest until I have confidence and I understand. And so sometimes you actually need direct education. You need somebody to say, look, let me just explain the yield curve to you or yield curve control or the euro dollar trade or whatever it might be. We need sometimes, and I think probably all of us need a bit of this, is a little bit of guidance, a little bit of handholding, direct education rather than surmising from a discussion, pure direct education. And so we are really doubling down on the analysis and the education to help people take control of their own finances. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Yeah, extremely well said, Damien. And I think that's something that's really been a passion for us at Real Vision. And now it just has a formal outlet uh, in the academy where we're doing this, I think, in a in a way that brings people in uh, with a user experience that's better than anything we've ever had before in terms of explaining these big picture concepts. Raul, did you want to jump in? Yeah, I mean, the other key thing here is, so Damon spent a lot of time and the whole content team has been building out the content so it's more purposeful it drives better value for people building out it that learning journey for everybody and then we also realize that we need to make sure that enough people get this information now we've got tens of thousands of subscribers as it is so it's not really about a subscriber push it's about democratization if we are living in unprecedented time everybody's feeling the pinch everybody sees their rent going up their mortgage going up their food bills going up Nobody knows what to do about it. People are trying to make money. You know, if you're in your, anywhere in your investing span, you're trying to figure out what the hell do I do here? So to make it easy for people, we cut the price as well. We wanted to bring the price of Real Vision down to a level that nobody, whether you're a student or a retiree, could say, well, that's too expensive for me. So it's now been cut from $239 a year to $99. So that whole incredible content that Damien's building out um, is available for less than, well, from about $8 a month. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous. It's kind of the best risk reward you could ever have, considering the times we're in. And by the way, to exactly that point, for folks who are listening, who are watching uh, the Twitter stream right now, we have a pinned tweet at the top of this Twitter spaces uh, that's a link to that, to that offer right now. Uh, there's a video attached to it that explains a little bit about what we're doing and, and how we see the world. And, and also, Ash, another really important point about this is there's a lot of people who follow me because of crypto and they know that I'm passionate about Web3, yeah. uh, blockchain technology and crypto overall. Now, I think we have explained from day one, the very first video we ever did from Real Vision it was about Bitcoin as part yeah. of what we thought was a financial market reset that is 
either going to happen faster or slowly. It looks like it's happening slowly, but it goes through these awful waves. And that's back in 2014 for people that's who don't know. That's back in 2014. And our hypothesis has always been crypto and macro are all going to merge. And it was going to merge in the next recession. That came in 2020. And now everybody's learning that, yes, crypto technology is driven by Metcalfe's law and therefore is a massively upward sloping curve over time. It goes down in these massive ups and downs driven by the macro. And basically, you can't be in crypto unless you understand the macro. So even if you're a crypto person for $100 a year, you get to understand the macro from the world's best macro experts. Uh, you know, and again, if we brought on 300 million people into crypto in the last 10 years, we need to help them. And it's really important. And so again that's part of it also and part of why we have free youtube channels and free podcasts and everything to let's, help let, people let's remember ash this is this is personal for raul and i you know we've talked about this before we were in yeah. spain together in 2008 when everybody around us their finances were decimated i mean spain in particular suffered greatly we saw and knew people and, and, and ourselves to a degree s suffered. Everybody suffered at that time, but we were in a place that really was hit very hard. And it was out of that moment in time that the genesis of Real Vision began, which was very much about this is wrong. We need to arm people with insight and analysis and information so they can protect themselves. And that's really where Real Vision began. Before the actual platform was launched and the videos were made, it was born out of that very visceral emotion that this is wrong, that some people are making a lot of money out of this because they have access to information that the rest of us don't. And that's just not right. And that, that pure emotion is what led to the formation of Real Vision. And so now, in a very, very emotive way for, for, for both of us, I think, personally, we're at a moment now where... You can feel that times are dangerous, that people are scared, they're nervous, they're not quite sure what to do. So if ever there was a time to give people information and to help them understand what's going on, it's right now. Before the shit really hits the fan, this is the moment. And so when, when we're in a time when everybody else on the planet seems to be putting up their prices, this is the time when Real Vision reduce their price because... What we need to get into people's minds and hands is this information so that they are protected. And that's our kind of, you know, it sounds a bit highfalutin, but I think we both feel that's kind of our moral duty and responsibility. And also why the know, business began. And there's a lot of people here listening to this who are probably Royal Vision members anyway. Yeah. If you believe in this, let people know about it. You know, the point being is the more people we can help the more scale we can bring to this information, this knowledge, the better it is that we all feel like we've done something. Because fucking hell, we knew this was coming in certain ways. Now, I didn't think it was going to be inflation that got it this time, but you don't know what shape or form it comes, but it comes in different waves. And those different waves, whether it was the massive printing by central banks or now the bullwhip of inflation, or before that was the financial crisis, and before that, and after that was the European crisis, and you know, so on and so forth. We're just going into this period where everything is volatile and you need to stay on top of stuff and you need to help others around you. And that's really important. So, you know, please share with others about this. You'll see my tweets about the uh, 
the hundred dollar offer, but please share it because it, it is really important to me personally and to Damien personally. And Raoul just made an interesting point there. He said, you need to stay on top of this stuff. That's his quote. And actually, I think one of the one of the things about this for me is this isn't a period of time where you can kind of dip in and out. This isn't a moment where you kind of, well, I'll see what's going on. And then, I'll, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'll check again. And then maybe in you know, November, I'll check again. This is one of those moments where you have to kind of stay close to it because it is changing so fast and you can be blindsided so quickly that unless you keep close to it, you're going to get caught out. And that's why we've shifted all of our content around this make or break theme. We have updates every day on it because those four threads, the inflation, energy, geopolitics and China, they're changing in the pecking order of importance on a daily basis. And you need to understand what the hell is going on to be on the front foot. Otherwise, you're always going to be on the chase, on the back foot and, and potentially suffering. And also we're supplementing this whole thing with this massive new initiative about these Real Vision meetups. So we've got localized meetups for people to get together with each other, Real Vision members, with each other and people from Real Vision to talk about markets, network, find opportunities, learn from each other. Because to do that, and we're doing it in 12 different cities around the world. The first one kicked off in Tokyo last night. Um, mm -hmm. And then we've got everywhere from the Cayman Islands to India, to Singapore, to London, to all over the United States, to Munich. And the idea, again, is we need to get to as many people as possible in the most intimate way possible. So we're doing that. And we've also got, you may have seen the announcements today, an amazing event in the Cayman Islands as well for people who want to get together at larger scale. So we're at every level trying to do stuff for as many people as possible because it's just too damn important. Raul, two quick points. Uh, first, for folks who are listening to this who are already Real Vision subscribers, important to point out uh, that this new price reduction applies to everyone. You will get that new price when you renew, I believe. Uh, so this is not just for new subscribers. This is something that we're truly doing uh, across the board for existing subscribers as well for their next renewal. We're reducing that price point. Uh, and second, you know, Raul, you mentioned you mentioned people, these meetups across the country, indeed across the world that we're having now. I'm going to be at the one in New York uh, on Thursday. Very excited about that. But we really should mention the Real Vision people who make all of this happen. Obviously, people see uh, the three of us a great deal, uh, but also you know, involved in all of this and the education initiative uh, is Maggie Lake, the great Roger Hurst, of course, Samuel Burke, and many, many others. We're about 150 people at Real Vision right now, uh, all of whom are laser focused on providing that value uh, and that um, context that you and Damien have just described so eloquently. Yeah, absolutely. We could not do it without them. This is not about me. It's not about Damien. It's not about you, Ash. It's about this incredible team of people and all of our rock stars as well, the Andre, Andrea Stenner Larsons, the you know, Jim Biancos, the uh, Tommy Thornton, Tony Grit, all of these people who Darius Dale. signed up to our mission. Darius Dale. Everybody signed up to the mission to help people. And I'm eternally grateful for them, as to all of the members of Real Vision and to the, the people who work for Real Vision as well, who, many of whom were members before they joined us. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a really interesting point about this, which is, you know, it's it's not an us and them scenario with Real Vision. The subscribers and many of them will be listening right now. The subscribers are actually the driver for the whole of the business. The, the, the subscribers 
demand a level of analysis and insight and discussion that really keeps us on our toes. And if we don't deliver, they tell us because, you know, information is cheap. Information is everywhere. So what we have to deliver, if we survive, and bear in mind, we live in a world of free content. You can get content everywhere. If you want to know about um, the Fed moves or the dollar or China or whatever's going on in the Italy right now, you can get content. You just Google it and stuff will come up. So information is everywhere. So our business depends on people recognizing that the content we create is worth paying for. And that in this day and age is not easy. So we have to deliver content that people can't find elsewhere or a level of understanding that is simply inaccessible or at a price point that is simply unbeatable. And so we work really hard to make that happen for people. And it's the, it's the driver for our, for our whole business is helping people and justifying the engagement they have with us. Yeah, hey guys, forget, we, we kind of invented a lot of this and we've always led from the front. And before Real Vision existed, long form interviews basically didn't exist. Certainly not in finance. No. We were the people who started it. I mean, there was Tim Ferriss, there's a few others doing broader themes. Very few people doing long form. Yeah. And we've driven that. Now there's tons of people who flatteringly have, have <laughs> delivered the same kind of content. But our job is to always stay one step ahead. Right. And that's I mean, why we're doing stuff like the meetups. And there's a whole bunch of things in the background that people don't realize is coming. But it's amazing. Raoul mentioned earlier that the video we did was about Bitcoin. And I remember the comments under that video. Bear in mind, we've just started. We've literally started our new business. We talk about Bitcoin and the comments were, I've never heard of it. What is this? This isn't even real money. What a waste of my subscription. Oh, my God, what a waste of my time. You know, the criticisms were endless. And the whole, <laughs> nobody had heard of Bitcoin. Nobody knew what it was. Nobody understood it. And we got a kicking. But we genuinely believed that this was going to be important on the financial landscape. And people needed to understand that. And we have done that continually. And to be fair, have been kicked again and again <laughs> over the years for trying to, to, to point out things that we believe are going to be important and change things. And, and it's not exactly the same right now, but we are definitely at a moment in time where we need to stand up and shout about things that we think are important for people to take note of and listen to and yes. recognize. Raul, you know, Damien brought up the point of the four pillars of make or break inflation, energy, geopolitics and China. I'm wondering how you're thinking about those pillars, how they filter through uh, and how you impose that as a template over the broader markets that you're viewing right now. I see them as risks to my core view. Other people are the other way around and, and that's OK. Uh, you know, we encourage all the different views on Real Vision. My views are that inflation, we're looking in the rear view mirror and the forward view of inflation is falling off a cliff. I think inflation possibly even goes negative in the next 18 months, which I know people don't want to believe yet, but let's wait and see. Ralph, um, for people who are listening to this, who maybe are on the crypto side, who are saying, oh my God, inflation is at over 8% on CPI right now. How can it flip? Talk a little bit about that thesis about how potential contraction 
recession could squash demand and create this sort of environment where high inflation leads to low inflation? Well, you see it already everywhere. You see that demand destruction is taking place. So high interest rates, high inflation, high commodity prices, all of these kind of things suddenly mean that you can buy less goods. So those less goods, whether it's less of a house or, or less discretionary spending or less in restaurants, washes through the economy. And that happens to everybody, particularly as interest rates go up, because everybody has debt. It's a very indebted world out there. So suddenly you're taking disposable income or investable income off people. And so they don't have as much money. So what you're seeing is things like commodity prices falling, things like shipping falling, freight rates falling. You're seeing all sorts of forward indicators of prices, housing prices falling. You're starting to see everywhere prices falling. Now, What's interesting is, let's say that you take the price of oil, and oil was at, what, $120 odd back in March. Well, in a year's time, if oil is here at 70-something dollars or $80, you're going to see like a 40% reduction, 30% reduction year on year in the rate of change of oil. That is deflationary on prices. Now, if oil falls further, it becomes something quite powerful just in the numbers alone. That's not taking into account all of these other measures like housing and I think unemployment rises. So the inflation story, I have to listen to. I have to take it seriously, but it is counter to my view. And I always like to have a counter view in my head and reassess the probabilities all the time. Then we can look at the energy crisis. Okay, Europe is in an energy crisis. The US is not in an energy crisis. So that's an advantage for the U.S. and also will drive down U.S. inflation. Europe is in a mess and it requires different analysis because of their now having to shift suppliers and eventually fuel sources over time. What does that mean for Europe? Well, it means that they almost certainly go into recession. The governments will probably have to stimulate demand because if not, you're going to utterly destroy demand. I don't think the ECB minds to see a two, two and a half percent recession, you know, inflation um, GDP going negative. But what they don't want is this energy crisis to destroy businesses and households to the extent that it could do, which would be like a minus 10% GDP hit. So what they will do is stimulate by giving checks out to people and businesses to stabilize demand somewhat. So that we have to filter into our equation because that's liquidity coming into the system. And liquidity in the system is generally better for asset prices. It also means However negative the sentiment is, it may not be as bad as we think. So that's the the energy side. The China side, well, China's this complicated scenario where, as Damien mentioned before, the world is kind of bifurcating. And China's wrestling control of a part of the global economy to establish itself as one of the true superpowers. This has been ongoing for a long time. People like Carl Bass have been on the platform for a long time talking about this. Um, But that process seems to be a bit accelerating the whole, um, the German invasion of Ukraine has created a further acceleration in the narratives that the world is going to splinter. What role does China play? Outside of the geopolitics of China, so geopolitics is one of the other pillars, Russia, China, India, the US, these are really important things. But outside of that is what a role does Chinese economy take? So China is one of the largest consumers of goods in the world and one of the largest exporters of goods. It has had this rolling lockdown process for COVID. And that has created supply shocks and demand shocks. 
And we need to understand where the Chinese are. They've got this massive property bubble, something that I've talked about for a decade. That's how long some of these things can, can take to play out. And what happens is the Chinese are looking like they're starting to stimulate. So the credit cycle is easing. Now, the Chinese credit cycle is a big driver of, of the global business cycle because as the Chinese ease credit, they start buying more commodities. They're a big commodity importer and co importer of other stuff. And that starts turning around the global economy. So I've got my eye on all of these moving parts that Damien talked about because they're incredibly crucial to the macro picture and crucial to my macro picture. So I do think the Chinese and the Europeans stimulate. I do think there's clearly a risk on the geopolitical side of escalations, although it's not my base case. The inflation story, that's what's gripping everybody right now. Everybody wants to be Paul Volcker. I think they're fighting the wrong battle. So I'm looking for opportunity from a misaligned narrative. Um, and so, and the energy crisis, I'm trying to see, okay, what are the opportunities in this? It's probably deflationary for the US. What does it mean for Europe? How do the Europeans stimulate? All of that. So yeah, macro is a very complicated world. It's a massive, enormous 3D revolving jigsaw puzzle of which you're trying to solve it all the time. And every time you think you've solved it, it disappears again. You should have to start all over again. Um, and again, that's why Real Vision content is so great. I mean, I love it because I get to hear everybody's different views, their nuances, their own arguments, um, you know, without the ridiculous tribalism of Twitter. It was like, you're an idiot because you like this or you're an idiot because you don't like that. We don't do that in Real Vision. It's all about respect. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. I think that's a very important part. part uh, sorry, I think that's a very important point, Raoul, which is um, it's very easy to get tribal because one of the problems with investing is you, you can feel very on your own. You know, You have a thesis and you're investing money you're very emotionally and financially exposing yourself. And it's very hard to build up the confidence to make those uh, investments and at the same time recognize other points of view. So we tend to get locked in on a way of doing things. And we kind of need to lock in in order to give ourselves the confidence and the belief that it's right to invest our money in one way or another. And that's why I think on, on, a, on a platform, you know, let's say Twitter, but many other social media platforms, there's a lot of criticism and a lot of attacking of each other and our perspectives. Yeah. And one of the things we really try to encourage at Real Vision is, look, we're not going to tell you what to do. We're not going to tell you what's the right thing to do. We're going to try and give you different perspectives in the most informative, helpful and open way we can. And you make your own decisions, but everyone's trying to help each other and try and share information rather than attack or, or claim the high ground. And that's a, that's a very important difference between something you might see on a social platform and something that you will see on, uh, on a place like Real Vision. Extremely well said uh, from both of you. I should just say, talking of Twitter guys, I know we have hundreds of people on this Twitter spaces right now. I know there are folks who want to come up and ask questions. It looks like this is just a glitch in the Twitter technology. Unfortunately, we've seen this happen before. Uh, we had folks who were trying to get questions in. Uh, only one solution, guys. We're going to have to do this again uh, and continue the conversation <laughs> with everyone who's listening today uh, and beyond. Yeah, and I think, again, the key message is, listen, we really care about this mission. We really care about helping people. 
we've rebuilt all of our content and the experiences around it, such like these Real Vision meetups. Everyone's working incredibly hard to make sure we deliver at the time that matters, which is right now. And we've also cut the price to 100 bucks to help people. And as everybody knows, we also launched the Real Vision Academy, which is a part of the Real Vision Plus tier, which gives you a full education in how to invest and how to even think about investing. Again, to help people in their journey. If we can't help people, then there was no point coming into the business. And anybody who's listening is a Real Vision member, let people know, because we need to help as many people as possible. It's our moral duty. And to precisely that point, there's a tweet pinned at the top of this Twitter spaces uh, with a link if you'd like to look at it, if you'd like to share it. Uh, that link is available right now, pinned to the top of this Twitter conversation. Guys, let's try this one more time. We've got Tim Harris, who I know is a regular listener to us here on Twitter, uh, who wants to ask a question. Let's give it a shot and see if we can get people up on the stage. Tim, can you hear me? Hey, Ash, how are you? Hey, welcome, Tim. Great to have you back. Yeah, be, being prepared and knowing the Twitter space helps uh, answering the hemp jump on right on here and start uh, talking to you. So uh, <laughs> Twitter is a – I love uh, the Twitter the Twitter fear of uh, absolute nonsense, but you can learn a lot when it's set up correctly. That's true as well. Absolutely. Talking of which, what's your question, Tim, for Rao and Damon? Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to say first off, Ash, Rao, Damon, thank you very much. The Academy – uh, I'm, I'm 57. I've only been doing this investing thing as what your prospectus is and how you present it. Maybe, maybe a year, uh, 401k IRAs, that type of stuff is what I've done previously. And, um, uh, well, congratulations and welcome. That's, that's really heartening. That's great to hear. And thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. It's, uh, one of the, I think, uh, Ash, one of the lines that you had said about the Academy, you know, that just really resonated with me was I was guilty of it. And that was uh, in the intro of the Academy, you, you have a portion where you come on and you say, basically, it's like walking up some to the grocery store and asking, should I buy this can of beans? And, and you know, I mean, and, 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 and that whole intro one, it sets the table for what you may or may not be ready for. And I, and I had, just had to do a double take when I realized that Maggie, did, what, what she looked like without glasses. And I was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> you know? So, guys, I am, um, I am a, uh, a Real Vision Pro Crypto member. I have been kind of up and down the ladder, started Essential, went to Went, went plus the essential, then went to crypto, then all things. And I, I, I kind of landed here. I, I am over my head, and, and I realize that. Um, I am really looking forward, and, and, and I want to know, and I've tried to try not ask that can of bean things. What I'm asking is, how does oh. someone like myself that does 401k, does IRAs, buys and holds for longevity of things? And if the answer is, keep working with your financial advisor, then that's what I'll do. But I'm wondering, I'm trying to learn how to take this information and how do I apply that in yeah, these prospectus? I'll take this one and try and help. What? There's a lot of noise and you're like, and I see this oh my God. a bunch of people oh, like, yes. oh my God, there's so many people telling me so many things. What do I do? So you need to first start with the truisms, which are, what is happening to the economy? 
that's why it's called macro investing. It's basically investing around the macro economy. So where right. economies are moving. So what you're trying to do is say, okay, there's a really simple hack that most people don't realize is economists make it really complicated to give you formula. You don't need any of that. You just look at the chart of the ISM. Is it going up or is it going down? Then you can hear the narratives from people, people like me saying, I think it's going to go very fast. Other people may be saying it's going slower. So, okay, now you know the economy forward-looking is slowing down. So now you've got a macro thesis. So with your macro thesis, you might say, okay, well, if the economy is slowing down because the central banks are tightening interest rates, then for periods of time, certain assets will not do well. So you might want to be a little bit more cautious in your asset allocation. Now we'll come on to inflation in a sec. Okay. So, but then you know that the moment the ISM starts getting towards 47, which is recession, generally the central banks stop raising rates and start thinking about cutting rates. And markets are forward looking and they understand that game. And over time, they start turning around. So when the recession is coming, you're on full alert of what do I want to buy and when. So now you've got a macro thesis and a framework for your investing. Then you've got confusing things like inflation, because normally you'd buy bonds at this point in the cycle, but that trade hasn't been working, as you know, because I've right, right, got that right. one wrong. Okay, but inflation led other people to buy energy stocks, and that was a good bet. Maybe it's not a good bet now because it looks like energy is slowing down. <laughs> so the best thing is, is to just write it down in a simplified format. There's too much noise, but then you can mark on the chart, just on ISM alone, and say, hey, Raoul's view is it comes down here, this speed, and somebody else's is that, and Jim Bianca thinks that, and then you can map it out and think, okay, what do I think is the most likely outcome here? So simplify, simplify, simplify. Don't get confused by people adding complexity. It doesn't matter to you what the bloody reverse repo rate is or That's how the right, swap yeah. market's trading. It doesn't matter. What matters the most in macro investing is a simple thing, is what is happening to the major economies. And when, and it, and can you know I, when it turns. Can I just add something to that, which might be a bit kind of poncy and esoteric, but um, I think it was Jean-Paul Sartre, the philosopher, who said, you don't get to the essence of something by heaping up the facts. And what I mean by that is one of the problems in this world of information overload is that you can just spend all your time absorbing information. And when it comes to investing, sometimes the best thing to do is put, put together a framework. As Raoul said, put together somewhere, write down your thoughts, write down what you think from the information you've had so far, what you think is going to happen or how you think you should proceed. And then, then what you do is you use the information that comes to you to check it against your framework. And what will inevitably happen is your framework will adapt and evolve. But you won't, you won't learn what to do by just hoping it will somehow arrive in, in, a, in a kind of a miraculous moment of understanding and intelligence. It comes from putting together a thesis and then testing it on a continual basis. And I think every major investor has done that where they've, they started with a view and then they've adapted accordingly, as, as Raoul just said, about bonds or energy or whatever it might be. And, and see, one of the issues you've got here is the investment advisors, generally the average investment advisor, gets his or her information from the fund management firms of which they sell products or from the investment banks. 
those guys are all incentivized not to tell you what's going on. Much like the Federal Reserve will not say Uh, we're going into recession. So you're purposely being fed bad information because it's bad for their business to say recession. So you've got to realize these narrative traps that happen, which is why you need to, your, your RAA may be really great and very helpful in helping you find the right product to apply to your framework. But if you build your framework, you're in control. And it's not that difficult. And, and I appreciate that. And in fact, one of the videos in the Academy role is you actually teaching the ISM. Now, I had to watch that six times in order to try and grab the concept and of that, because that was, I've heard you say it over the last year, but then in the Academy, there was extra things that you could do, read books, articles. Well, you had a video of one of yours of teaching the ISM. That alone has helped me look more of a, a broad perspective. But I think one of the biggest things that you keep hearing in the Real Vision Academy and in Real Vision is what type of investor are you? I'm not a, I'm not a trader. I'm not. I tried that for the first six months and got wrecked. You know, five digits. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I learned, okay, I can't do this. Okay, so you know, we'll just kiss that five, whatever, you know, five-digit number goodbye. Start over again. Here we go. And, and life is better because what am I? I've done IRAs, 401ks, and then I just extended it out and realized like in cryptocurrency, I like new payment processes. Anything that where money transfers from person place institution to another person place institution, those are what I invest in. And then so what I'm hearing is to take the perspective of what I'm in and go into those proper things that in my IRA or in my thing, maybe change up a little bit and, and zoom out, see where the best return is in small small caps, large caps, international caps, maybe throw in some different things that you guys are doing. The bond thing is completely new to me. I so, know, I know so what zero about them other than listening to you guys. What helps here is if you are a longer-term investor because you don't want to trade, then the business cycle is long-term by definition. Yes. So when you catch somewhere around the low of the business cycle, you won't catch the low, but assets usually predict the low first, you probably know you've got 18 months to four years of upside. Now, it doesn't uh, mean you're going to I choose the that. right assets. Wow. I, I did not know the four-year part there. I, I might, yeah, well, I so might, that's awesome. Many of the business cycles have been even longer than that. So the Seven, one between right? 2008, 2008 to 2020 was 12 years. Yeah, we had some wow. pretty scary ups and downs. So maybe 2016, 15, when the dollar went up a lot, you might have changed your portfolio allocation. But generally speaking, that was a long cycle. Now, it doesn't mean it's always necessarily going to be long, but even 18 months is good enough for your 401k style investing. And also on the downside, you know, if you're seeing a deceleration in ISM, don't go too early. Um, But once it's starting getting towards 50, you're starting to say, okay, I need to change my asset allocation to be more All right. neutral. That's, that's, that's beautiful. I have one last question. Raul, Please. where in the hell do you buy your wine? I, I've seen two or three times where you're, you're buying and <laughs> storing wine for five to 15 years. I'm like, I am fucking jealous. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so there is a trick. Is there are, I mean, certainly I used to do it mainly in the UK. There are wine dealers and merchants and you don't have to buy expensive wine. It sounds like it's going to be a really scary concept. But oh, it's no, not. I love the concept. Yeah, you can buy you know, 
$30 wine when it comes out. And I've done that. And before you know, it, it's worth 200 bucks and you would never pay for it. But now you've got it and you can drink it because you still think of it as a $30 wine. In fact, you paid for it <laughs> seven years ago. So you now have written it off because your credit card bill was oh. paid off years ago. So just find a, a wine merchant that has wine storage and they will store it in professional environments. And you can sell it if you don't want to drink it. Or many people buy kind of twice as much, sell half of it and keep half and you basically get a wine cellar for free that that is freaking awesome because i'm doing you know nakedwines.com and some other things that i'm doing and local places that are more geared to wine but i heard a couple of times you say that i was like what what is this guy doing <laughs> like that's awesome anyhow gentlemen um i i really as a as a real vision member gone through the academy in fact i'm going through it a second time it is, I, I, I'm beginning to realize that the first thing was figuring out who I was as an investor. What do I like? What do I enjoy? What crap captures Great. my attention? Great. All of that. And when I figured that out, which was honestly in December, you know, I was close into, no, I mean, uh, uh, February, I had to figure out exactly what that meant. And that took me about three months to actually narrow that down and then start then start allocating and investing and realizing, oh, I like this a lot better. Because uh, I, I like everybody. I scrambled into the cryptocurrency. You did this. You made this trade, that trade. You tried to buy something in some stock thing. And I had, you know, the noise on YouTube and Twitter. And I stripped it down to about 5% of what I used to listen to. And, of course, Real Vision is at the top of the list there. And then you just got a few others. And it's uh, – it's really good, guys. I really appreciate the time today. Thank you, Ash. Thank you, Ra. Thank it's you, Dan. Thank you. And, and listen, that your final point there is perhaps one of the most important ones of all for investors, which is we all think what's the stock, what's the trade, what's the what's the idea, but actually, the first and maybe the hardest lesson is knowing who you are and what kind of an investor you are, because that actually is at the root of every successful and unsuccessful investment and learning that is the secret that unlocks everything else so i think you've done it the right way around and Thank congratulations you. to you for recognizing i uh, appreciate that i'll tell you one i'll tell you one last thing i'll get out of your way because i'm sure there's other people who want to ask questions the the number one thing that that real vision you know outside of what i just said on a personal note that i've noticed the political noise has gone almost silent there was a comment either made by you, Ash, or Raul. Somebody said, somebody said, uh, politics is always downstream from markets. And I don't remember who said that. I've heard that a couple of times. Yeah. And, and I didn't understand that until about a month ago. And I was like, politics just don't bother me as much because I know they're lying. Or I know that that's not true. Or I know, no, they didn't do that. They did this. Because, mm. honestly, I listened to Real Vision. And I just, oh, hey, I don't have to listen to that anymore. I can tune that out. That's been a real blessing to me to just calm the, all of that political noise down big time. Hey, so, Tim, I yeah. just wanted to say yes. th thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. And yeah. most lovely participating in the Real Vision community. We really appreciate it. Thank you. That's great. Uh, Raul and Damien, I know we're about one minute away from the hour. Uh, I'm sure that you guys have some final thoughts some key takeaways from this conversation obviously a great conversation with tim that's the reason why we do what we do um what are you guys thinking as we head into the conclusion of this conversation 
you know, the conversation with Tim is heartwarming because that's exactly what Damien and I were talking about. Yeah. Tim is trying to figure it out. It's exactly why we started Real Vision, and it makes me really proud. And Tim's still getting there. But the dirty, ugly truth is we're all trying to figure it out. Yes. Right? We, none of us get it right. We all get it wrong. We're all learning. Every time this 3D puzzle comes up, it's different. And you solve it for short periods of time, and then it changes again. So you just have to stick with it. There's no magic answer. There's no black box that's going to save you. It just requires a bit of work, but don't be scared. Don't be scared of not being an expert, because the honest truth is, nobody is. Even Stan Druckermiller gets it wrong, you know, probably about 50% of the time or 45% of the time. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah, It's just a matter of learning how to build this framework, how to invest properly, and how to take on board, I think this really important point with Tim, how to take on board all these variant opinions without driving yourself nuts. It's actually quite difficult on Twitter because people are screaming and shouting at you, telling you're an idiot or, or, or you're a genius, when in fact all you want is a trusted place where you can hear smart people who are highly qualified experts tell you what their view is and you can carefully, cautiously assess your own view accordingly. And, and I think I think that's great. And for me, I totally agree with that, obviously. I think for me, there are moments in the markets or in life where you can kind of lean back, where you can sit back and, you know, you invest, you make money. And, and a lot of people have experienced that for the last eight, 10 years, 12 years. This isn't that kind of time. This is a moment to lean in. This is where you need to understand what's happening and you need to go a little bit deeper and that's what Real Vision is all about. We're here to try to help people go deeper, to understand, to be protected, and to be stronger. And so, you know, this is a moment of leaning in. And that's why we've reduced our price, why we've changed our content. And we ourselves are leaning in to what we think is a very, very particularly important moment in time. Yeah, and, and we should, of course, say that obviously everyone has different financial goals uh, and objectives and constraints and risk tolerance. Uh, and for that reason, obviously, this is not financial advice, but just a framework for education that we endeavor uh, through all of our work to provide to all of our listeners, all of our viewers, and all of them uh, with great content. Quite right. Absolutely. You know, just a conversation, and it, great. I know that there were other folks who, who tried to come up in the Twitter uh, challenges uh, arose again, but it was great to have that conversation with Tim and to hear about his journey and right. how vision uh, and some of the questions that he's seeking to answer. Because you know, as you said, Ralph, so perfectly there, we're we're all on the journey together. Um, I I for one definitely don't consider myself an expert. Uh, I am just uh, I am just someone who's intensely curious, who's fortunate enough to be at Real Vision, where I can explore all these questions with some of the some of the greatest minds in the space, uh, some of the most intelligent people in the world, uh, among whom Raul and Damien, I, of course, count of you. But really, incredible conversation, guys. And, and I hope we can do this again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks, everyone all right. thanks for joining Thank us. You. Thank you, Tim, and everyone else who listened to this Thank you, guys. Thank again. you.